It's 3 o'clock on the Blitz 1170, and that means it's time for the show with Pop and Colby. <laughs> As we talk about nonsense. I have no idea what you're talking about. Scott File is alongside trying to keep them on time. It's technically a sports show. He had a little, he had a little, uh, a little butt bump right before uh, he snapped it. What did he say? A butt bump. Offensively, we're actually rushing the ball pretty good. So we just got to stay with it, stay balanced. But we didn't get a break. You know, and hell, it's a seven-point game. I got we're you. In good shape. All right. No, seriously. But that's debatable. So you're like, eh, eh. And then, you got, and then, like, you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm trying to catch my breath here. I've been by the Alamo, but I've never stopped, so I'm going to go, like, maybe like do the Heisman pose in front of the Alamo and have somebody take a photo. What's not happening was I didn't have to kiss a pig today. We just want to have fun. Real talk. I think I just died. Yeah. I'm, I'm your redneck conscious talking to you right now, Cody. <laughs> yeah, like, where's this voice coming from, my man? We can oh, do that. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't uh, you can't tease me like that and, and uh, then we go in a different direction. Well, especially not when you're in town. Ah, damn it. Blasting their way across Oklahoma. It's the show with Pop and Colby on the Blitz 1170. Boy, this, is, this just gets weirder all the time, doesn't it? Yo, yo, what's up? Welcome in here on a Friday here on the Blitz 1170. My name is Jeremy Poplin. This is the show coming to you live from the Tulsa Oilers hockey studios here in downtown Tulsa, USA, the 918 green country across the street from Guthrie Green. We have a show for you today that features not only John Holcomb and Dusty Dvorak, but the doc, Dr. Chris Crane coming up a little bit later as well. And a lot to get into. Fellas, what's going on? Colby Daniels, the Scott File. How are you guys today? Gentlemen, happy Friday. Um, I've been uh, trying not to lose my mind today. Oh. And not go hit the nuclear button. Oh, I love these moments. Have yeah. you? Do you think that you have done a better job of being able to contain anger the older that you get <laughs> i you know what it's that's an interesting question because i find that the older i get i get much more angry okay and a, more angry more frequently than i ever did but to your point when i do reach that point yes i do feel like i'm able to manage it in a much better way uh, we were just having this conversation last night at the house because, as you know, six-year-olds don't always act the best. And I, I, I'm, I'm not anywhere near the perfect father, uh, anything else, but I, every book that I've read, you know when you first have a kid and you're like, all right, maybe I should try to have some understanding of what I'm doing here, and the limited number of books that you do read before you fall asleep while reading them you know, they're giving you these tips of like, all right, so here's how you confront things. Here's how you have these conversations. I think I have done a pretty good job of maintaining 
a level, calm voice of speaking while maintaining eye contact and getting down to her level on what she has just screwed up on. Because I know that there has been a time in the past version of myself where I would have absolutely come unglued and been yelling and screaming and voice inflection going up and down. And now I just try to play it as calm and cool and keep the same level of tone. Now, you do put some inflection and force behind certain areas that you're trying to enforce, but that was an entire conversation that we had last yeah. night. I do think I am better at that. Yeah, I, I think that I'm able to recognize probably when I'm reaching a boiling point so that I don't uh, completely just annihilate everything in my path, right? With, well, I am now... Whatever the, the choice is. I'm now interested in to find out what has got you on the verge of your tea kettle starting to <laughs> scream a bit. So my wife's birthday is on Monday. Uh-huh. Ordered a birthday present online about a week ago. <laughs> Delivery on Friday, February 16th. Okay, okay yes. Store. yeah. So I'm picking it up in the store. And I drop my daughter off at daycare. I start making my way across town. So to basically this... you're saving on the delivery cost of having it sent to the store, correct? Well, not so much that as much as I didn't want to risk my wife being here when it was delivered. Ah, another very smart move. So, yeah. But every now so and then, thought... seven bucks, saving seven bucks and just having it sent to the store right, sometimes yeah. Yeah, makes sometimes makes it easier for me to hit the buy button because I'm saving it just depends, seven dollars. Like where the store is, right? That, and, that's and true. Like, yes. Yeah. If I can, <laughs> if I can justify, like I'm going to be in that area anyway, sort of thing. But, but yeah, uh, this you know. So I, I drop my daughter off at daycare. First of all, the first thing that just got me going is the wind today is blowing so hard that you have to have two hands on the steering wheel, right? Like the truck is shaking as I'm driving down the road because of the wind. So I'm already like out of the gate, right? Just kind of like Yeah, we feeling we know that you're the, a big fan of wind. Frustration. <laughs> yeah, it's the bane of my existence. So drop off drop off the uh, the baby at daycare, make my way across town to this specific location and they don't open yet, right? I get there a little bit early, so side I, there's a starbucks right there i'm gonna grab a cup of coffee right while i wait for this place to open so i can go in and pick up my merchandise anyone to cost you with and hockey statistics no no hockey statistics but good. for my you know five dollar coffee they want a tip right there's the tip thing on the on the screen i'm like nope zero tip and the guy looks at me like i've just committed a felony right like you're not tipping? Sorry, uh, man. You're making me a cup of coffee that takes 10 seconds. I'm telling you the consequences of the great pushback on tipping is the go-to-you-know-what looks that you get from, yeah. from certain individuals. Now, it was my understanding that – because I've heard them say this before. Like, all right, here you got a couple of options here. You can choose from them. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe when all of this first started becoming more popular, it was, I was told, don't worry, we can't see on our, on our side, like how much that you, what, which button that you are pushing to add to the total for tip. 
And I think that that is complete bunk because of some of the looks well, they have that to you, hand you the receipt, absolutely right? <laughs> get. I yeah, and I'm not a big receipt person anymore, so I'm just like whatever on that. Yeah, he, I said no. He's like, "Do you want the receipt?" And I'm like, "No." But he had to. He pulled it out, and they're they're looking. They're absolutely oh, yeah, of looking. They are. Yeah, of course they are. So I get this look, like, "How dare you not tip me?" And you know, like, we've talked about this so many times. Like, I'm fed up with the whole tip thing. Like, I'm a good tipper for things that actually need to be tipped, but. I'm not tipping somebody to make my $5 cup of coffee. Yeah, it's take it up with Starbucks corporate. That I'm paying $5 for a cup of coffee, right? But yeah, so be it. I made the choice to walk in there. So that was like the second level of like my just frustration with the day building. So the place opens. I go in to pick up the item, and they have sent the wrong item to the store. Uh, yikes. So... The birthday is Monday, right? And I'm like, well, this this isn't the item. I, you know, that I'm not taking that. I need the right item. And they're telling me that they don't think they can get the right item here by until like late next week. <sighs> so that that like had me typing in the the launch codes. Yeah. <laughs> So in that moment, do you automatically feel like that you have to put in launch codes and let the person that's in the store have it? <laughs> Someone has to get it at some point, Someone right? Someone is getting it. That's so, right. Yeah. Somebody has to. And I, I try to be conscious sometimes of who's actually on the receiving end of this. Because in most cases, in a situation like this, they have no idea. They It's they, rarely the fault of the person you're dealing with. Correct. Right? Correct. Especially on the phone, which is why cable companies and everywhere else, the person you're dealing with half the time doesn't even live here. Half the time, about 90% of the time doesn't even live here. Oh, but sometimes I, that just probably, like you just said, hey, it was my choice. I walked in there. Your choice, you're working there, and you know what you're in for sometimes. So just get ready because someone needs to hear me out for a moment. Yeah, this is what I get for not being a procrastinator, right? Like, normally, I would I would go buy whatever the present is going to be the day of. And, you know, like, I, I, this time I thought ahead. I ordered ahead. Thought I was uh, totally taking care of things in a much more responsible way. And this is what I get. And it makes you feel that much worse because you were so proud of yourself. So proud of yourself. Like, oh, I've yeah. got this all knocked oh, yeah. out. It's all taken care of. Yeah. I didn't bring this up the other day, but on Valentine's night, just trying to get home, when I stopped by and got the Zaw, but I also stopped by uh, Reesers here in town, the grocery ch store chain, and got a bottle of wine. And the line of self-checkout dudes that had the exact same thing, which was... <laughs> Candy, the grocery store flowers, and a balloon that was almost back to say, like, where the bakery <laughs> was. My people. Those and, are my people, And Pop. the line. I know. But there was a thought that was running through my head at that time, which was, you guys are making this so stressful on yourself when it's not even necessary. <laughs> like, you're just, you're advancing your age. You're giving yourself... 
chest pains and everything else. Yeah. Maybe you are, but there's also a part of me that thinks if you there has to be a certain percentage of those individuals that that are in that line that they don't care one way or the other. I would call them the Walgreens shoppers on the way home, right as they're ready to walk in and see their lovely bride at that point, and be like, "Well, here, here you go. Here's the last box of Russell Stovers. Don't mind the Grogu on the on the front of the box here, or the footprint on top of, or it. the footprint, or yeah. I'm I'm sorry. The only thing they had left was the Mandalorian box of chocolates. So, so you're happy Valentine's Day, but you're just adding. I don't know, like anxiety that it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, at all. And you were trying to cut all of that out, right? And now, because of someone else's mistakes, it's added even more than just you waiting until the last minute to try to get something accomplished. Can't yeah, win so situation. now I'm deciding whether or not... I'm deciding whether or not I'm just going to altogether cancel the order and just go with something else entirely or if I just keep the order and give her that whenever it arrives next week and also get her maybe something else to give her on her birthday. Is said item available locally anywhere? No. Okay. Yeah, that's a tough call, man. I don't even know if I have any type of advice on that one at all. I have yeah. no idea. Yeesh. Gosh. And no matter what you do, you I don't think you're going to win. <laughs> I know. Mm. Yeah, it's a tough one. Could you just be it's up front dilemma. and be like, here's what happened. Your gift will be here at the end of the week. Would that go over well? Well, I, I already told her there was an issue. Okay. But, yeah, I mean. It's that, still not a great feeling. I, I'm still not showing up on Monday empty-handed. Is, yeah. is, I guess, the point. No, no like, it's probably a good call. Probably so I don't know if call. I just get an additional something to add to the present and then you get two. Yeah. Or if I just cancel that one altogether and go in a completely different way. Well, dude, but I yeah, mean, you might I, be able I to thought find I was a... like, I thought I was a real grown-up this time. I thought I was doing grown-up things. I think you can find a nice box of chocolates with the Mandalorian on the front right now for about half probably, off. Yeah, probably, probably 50% off. 70% That's right. off. Half yeah. off right now. Maybe, they, maybe like a buy one, get one free? The end cap at Reesers right now is, uh, as the kids say, lit with uh, Valentine's the old, Day The candy. old Valentine's BOGO sale, baby. Because they've got to move all of that nonsense away to uh, just beat us over the head with Easter candy now. So <laughs> just... Keep cycling them through. Cycle them through. All right, so I do Oh, have... the Easter stuff is set up, man. Oh, yeah. yeah and the the peanut butter cup eggs are the best of any Reese's peanut butter cup product. I'm telling you, I had the new cup that they were advertising during the Super Bowl that has the caramel in it. If you say caramel, we can't be friends. It's caramel. Uh, the peanut butter cup with caramel is uh, it's pretty solid, man. It's pretty it? pretty solid. I would highly suggest that you check it out. Not too shabby. Not too the shabby. The egg at all. just has the perfect chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Yeah, it's better than the original cup. Better than the mini cups. Better than the Christmas tree. Well, the mini the cups hearts. don't even have real peanut butter in them. Yeah, the mini cups are are they fall short of uh, the Reese's I, peanut butter cup name. I think there's way too much chocolate in the OG cups. 
There's there's not enough PB in you there. Could, you could talk me into that. There's That's, not enough the at all. Egg, the egg is perfection. I'm telling you. The ratio is perfection. Fan of the big cups here. Those are those are good. But yeah, you really find out that there's too much chocolate to peanut butter ratio when you throw the Reese's peanut butter cup in the fridge if you like them cold. A little snap. Oh yeah. When it comes yeah. off, you find out. It's like this is okay, this is too much chocolate. It's hard to tell sometimes when they're just room temperature, but you get those bad boys cold and you will find out that's way too much chocolate. I don't get them cold. I also rarely eat them room temperature because usually it's after my son is hunted for about an hour outside and they're slightly melty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to wash your hands after you eat them. And where you just open it up and you, you know that there is a nightmare scenario of peanut butter and you chocolate everywhere. The yeah, it's just, Lick the package. That's yeah, going to end up everywhere. As you shovel the whole thing into your mouth. That's right. Okay, so here's the question of the day. And I want both of your opinion on this before we take a timeout. This is from the uh, Gilbert Arena show. It was kind of going around today because Kenyon Martin was a guest on the Gilbert Arena show. And they were talking about something that I think everyone has some form of something that they can relate to with this. Kenyon Martin referred to it as a struggle meal. And what he means by that is, is there a broke-ass meal that you used to eat as a kid or maybe even when you were in college that would fall into your struggle meal category? And I've got several. But what Kenyon Martin is just getting ready to describe right here might as well have been my breakfast every day of the week as a kid when I was growing up. Well, what was the French toast? No, it was, no, cinnamon toast. Cinnamon. You get, whether you had the ends. So more, normally we use the ends of the bread for it because it was... You got to use other pieces for sandwiches, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> right? And the bread might get a little butter, but you better not use too much of it. A little butter, cinnamon, and sugar, and put it up under the broiler on the old-school GE oven, yeah. a white joint. Yeah. So, yeah, so you don't know nothing about that. Absolutely. You ain't had yeah. no oven. Project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't had no oven to cook no cinnamon. <laughs> Brother's starving. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> so you just said bread? Butter, cinnamon, and sugar. Bread, <laughs> butter, cinnamon, sh- <laughs> hey. Yes. hey, put it in the oven. That ain't no meal. That's, that's good. Strong. I'm telling you right now, that is an absolutely a meal. You take the heel of the bread, you take a stick of butter, you rub it on that, you sprinkle some cinnamon and sugar on that, and you put it in the toaster oven or regular toaster. I didn't go as far as put it in the broiler because, my God, that's like 500 degrees. But you put it in the toaster oven or sideways even in the toaster, and uh, crank the, uh, the the temp up on that or the time. I Dude, I had so much like cinnamon toast growing up for breakfast. Like that, I almost would ask for that every day. Like I don't even know if that's technically a struggle meal, but that was the, that was the idea and the concept behind struggle meal. So do either of you have a struggle meal that you can remember that you would eat all the time? Maybe because you couldn't afford something. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, know there was a period of time where the, the Totino's pizzas were a go-to because they were like a buck. A buck. We had sugar sandwiches where you would take one piece of bread and just put white sugar on it and fold it over and eat it. Sometimes it was bread and butter. You just put butter on the piece of bread and eat it. 
There were other times where it was just maybe butter and sugar, and you put that on a piece of bread and eat it. And then the other one was uh, white cooked rice that you would pour milk in the bowl with the rice, and then you would sprinkle sugar on top of it and throw it in the microwave and heat that bad boy up. We would eat that all the time growing up. Cheese sandwiches. Same. You guys, you you sent me a text a couple of months ago asking me what a bread cigarette was. It was just simply you take a piece of bread and you <laughs> roll it up tightly between your hands and it just makes it a giant roll. And I would <laughs> I would put that in my mouth like a cigar. And that, that piece of bread would just stand there like I was a, an old-timey gangster. Like, ah, see? I'm going to go over here and nice. get the Tommy gun. And we just... But I wouldn't eat it. It would just it would just hang there out of the edge of my mouth for like 30, 40 minutes before you finally ate the rest of your bread cigarette. That's hilarious. But yeah, those those would be struggle meals to uh, to us. I know that w- when I was growing up, we had bread with every meal. Like here's a slice of bread with your meal. Did you have milk and every I, meal as well? Yes. That's like a thing that's gone now. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, are we poor? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you, why do do you hand me a slice of bread Mm -hmm. every time we sit down to eat? Yeah. Yeah, we can't afford rolls up in here. We gotta have bread, baby. That's right. Gotta have bread. Biscuits were a treat. And if you wanted to, if you wanted to spice it up, that was on you. Like, if you wanted to toast it. Or add butter to it or any of that. That was totally up to you, but oh, dude, like you, it, were, you were delivered a slice of bread with every meal. Yeah, sprinkle some Italian seasoning on your bread. There you go. Like, all right, we're eating Italian tonight. It's awesome. Well, yeah, if you're having spaghetti, it's, it's toast it with a little butter and, like, garlic salt. A little cheese sprinkled on it. There you go. <laughs> yep. You had to go in... I mean, bologna was also a, a staple in the house, too. Like a pack of oh, yeah. bologna. Oh, yeah. But we didn't have, like, individual slices of cheese. You had to go cut off a hunk of the cheese block that you had. <laughs> you had to, like, use a butter knife to cut a big hunk off of the cheese log. And then you get in trouble because you wouldn't wrap it back up. You didn't and... have the, the cellophane-wrapped slices? I mean, we did, but not, like, all the time because those were okay. more expensive. Like, if you just bought a log of cheese, and you get in trouble because you didn't wrap it back up and airtight. Next time you go in there, and you're <laughs> and like, it's really hard. cheese would be all hard and moldy because of the air. <laughs> yeah, but we had bologna all the time. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a slice of bologna. That wasn't barbecue bologna, just regular bologna or a bologna sandwich. Scott, did my, you in eat? my first apartment? I know that I probably cooked hamburger helper three or four times a week. Oh, the cups of ramen where you just pour the hot water in. Nineteen cents. Yeah, yeah. With with the dehydrated peas in them too. Did you eat anything weird as a kid? That was your struggle meal. Um, I did the uh, the cinnamon toast thing, but I. I never heated it. Like I just had the piece of bread with a little bit of butter and put cinnamon on it. <laughs> nice. So we did. I never. So heated you had it. cinnamon. You had cinnamon bread raw. Yeah. Like you did- <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Live on the wild side. Uh, I did the uh, the pieces of bread for a hot dog bun. 
We do we did that every once in a while. Oh, that's yeah. We oh, never yeah. had buns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I did hamburger like, nor hot dog buns. Like it was always just regular bread. Yeah. Um, or if we didn't have any cereal in the house, like I would take grain crackers, crunch them up, put them in a bowl, put milk on them, have grain cracker cereal. Uh, in college, I was notorious for. Did you ever have saltine cereal where you put no milk on saltine That does not crackers. sound good. In college, I was notorious for I'd get a cheap can of refried beans and like add like some hot sauce and some cheese and then it, like you could make like homemade tacos with anything, bread, oh yeah, tortillas like and that was a cheap meal. Yes. If you had chips, you could take the block of cheese and cut a very thin slice off of it and strategically place it on the chip and throw that bad boy in the microwave. Oh uh, yeah, here's my nachos, baby. <laughs> Here's my nachos. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's Shad off of uh, off of Twitter saying, uh, do you remember the old Colby blocks of cheese that were wrapped in wax? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, oh, yeah. I remember those. What about powdered eggs? Like if you, could, if you didn't have eggs, you had that bag of nasty-ass powdered eggs. Go in there and try to whip up. Oh, I don't remember powdered egg. I remember powdered milk. Awful. But... Oh, that's it's the same. It's same awfulness. And there's a lot of people that that grew up on that for sure. But yeah, you open up a can of Viany sausages, you get that nasty gel out of there, like shake the jelly out, and then you take one out individually, cut it with a bread knife, and then also slice a little piece of your <laughs> block of Colby Jack cheese off and put that little slice in there. Oh, yes. It felt like See, I was we at would a put those on five a star party. And then, and then a drop or two of, of like, uh, whatever generic brand hot sauce we had. Yeah. A little, uh, yeah, you couldn't afford Tabasco or anything else. So it was the great value version right, of, yeah. of, <laughs> right. Yeah, so a saltine, Vienna sausage, and a couple drops of hot sauce. Good times. Good times for sure. So, yeah, your struggle meal. If you have a struggle meal that you didn't hear us mention, I'd love to hear it on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic, Oklahoma text line, 918-262-5072. All right, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. As I said before, we've got the doc coming up. We've got John Holcomb and Dusty Dvorak in the 5 o'clock hour. We've got a snack for you on this afternoon. And Colby Daniels will take the reins next year on the Blitz 1170.